0: It's a government policy bonfire with the Prime Minister pulling the pin on a series of unpopular plans and sending others into the shadows to revisit some other time. Gone is the RNZ-TVNZ merger. The social insurance scheme championed by the Finance Minister won't happen this term and won't happen at all in its current form. The government's gone quiet on the hate speech bill. It's been pulled. Its biofuels policy is out of gas too. But wait there's more. The Prime Minister says this is just the start and changes to three waters are coming. Those are cuts, and on the flip side, the minimum wage gets a boost up by $1.50 an hour on April 1st. Te piramia, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins, joins us now. Kia ora. Felisa. How much does this save you, these cuts?
1: Uh, it's difficult to put an exact figure on that at the moment because it'll depend how much extra funding we put into Radio New Zealand and, uh, and New Zealand On here, for example. And there's still a process to work through in terms of winding out some of the work that's been happening on on some of the things that we've been talking about. So I can't put an exact figure on that at the no, moment.
0: No, but ballpark, ballpark, because you need to know the number, don't you, to work out how much money you got to spend on bread and butter.
1: Oh, look, it, it will probably be in the low hundreds of millions in terms of savings that we might make through this um, through the changes that we've announced but, but also bear in mind that this this wasn't just about saving the government money as well so some of these things will result in flow on savings to others so the biofuels not going ahead with the biofuels mandate will will ultimately save consumers money because they won't pay extra when they fill up their car at the pump uh, the work around social uh, unemployment insurance and so on that will ultimately mean that there won't be an increase in costs in that area so this isn't just about saving the government money it's about reprioritizing and refocusing as well and you know you know, there'll be flow and benefits to others from that.
0: If the savings are in the low hundreds of millions how much of this is about saving you from politically unpopular policies?
1: I think one of the challenges as a government is, you know, we've got a lot on our work programme at the moment and more has been added by recent events. So we've now got to respond to the flooding in Auckland and that's going to require some time and energy. We have got cost of living issues that are very pressing and very urgent and very here and now. And that means that to some extent we have to look and say, okay, well, what in the work programme isn't uh, a priority right now? And that, that means that we've had to make some changes there.
0: Okay, TVNZ, RNZ merger gone. So from today, um, consultants and people working on that project, some of them getting between six and nine thousand dollars a week. They're off the payroll, are they, as of now?
1: Like I said, there's a process to wind back the work that's been done around that. Um, that'll happen. I'd, I don't want to put a timetable on that because you know there will be there will be obligations made in there that, that will need to be honoured. And I, um, you know, I'll leave that to the people managing that process to manage those.
0: But time is money. The longer it drags on, the more you're spending. So ballpark for wrapping that up.
1: Oh, oh I would certainly expect them to be moving with haste to do that.
0: Okay, you've indicated an extra five to twelve million for RNZ. Is that a one-off or a yearly commitment?
1: My understanding, uh, well, you know, but basically we, we expect that we're going to have to put extra money in every year to Radio New Zealand. There's a gap in Radio New Zealand's baseline. Its costs have gone up. Um, and in order to be able to continue to deliver the same level of content, the same you know level of products to New Zealand listeners, um, and people accessing guaranteed content through other means, don't need extra funding to do that. And that can be between, you know, I think $5 million in the, you know, in the early years, and, and that will continue to increase. So uh, we'll need to make sure that we are... Funding
0: these. You describe that as for sustainability, so that's just to keep the lights on, right? What about additional funding if you want to see more New Zealand stories on air?
1: Uh, Well, that'll that'll be a conversation that we'll be having over the next little while. The Minister for Broadcasting will bring now that we've taken one option off the table, which was the option that we were pursuing before. The Minister of Broadcasting will come back with a set of proposals that'll be about making sure that we're shoring up the sustainability of our existing organisations. And that'll include options for increasing the content, particularly focused at those audiences that are currently underserved.
0: Okay, so income and social insurance scheme, that is off this term and never in its current form, right? We're heading into a recession. Isn't this a time exactly where you need this?
1: Well, even um, you know, under the previous proposals, it would be some time before people would enjoy the benefits of that. Uh, so, what we're, what we're talking about is the, let's have another look and see whether there are other ways that we can meet the need um, that's there. Um, we're not, you know, we're not saying never. We're saying that right now, when people are facing these increased costs, that's not the time to progress it.
0: But no time frame is never.
1: look, like I said, there are other things that we can look at. There are gaps, there are equity gaps in our current system. We absolutely acknowledge that. But we've also got to acknowledge that there are very pressing priorities that we need to deal with right at the moment.
0: Has the Party for Workers abandoned workers in favour of business?
1: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, if you look at the decisions that we took around the minimum wage today, it was about making sure that we don't forget workers and that particularly those who are on fixed incomes at a time when the going's pretty tough, that they are actually able to keep up.
0: So that increased minimum wage going up a $1.50 um, on April 1st to $22.70. Your advice was that it was, well, an um, um, absolutely marginal effect on inflation, right? So why didn't you go higher? Why didn't you go for the living wage, $23.65?
1: so the increase on inflation, the advice that we've had is that it sits somewhere around 0.1%. Now, at a time when we've got you know, inflation sitting at 7.2%, clearly it's not a major driver of the inflationary pressure that we're experiencing at the moment. But the 7.2% that we increased the minimum wage by didn't come out of nowhere. That is the rate of inflation. And also, coincidentally, it's also the rate of overall wage growth within the economy. So this is about making sure that those who are on the lowest incomes, and there's about 60,000 people who are uh, you know, working full-time on the minimum wage, it's about making sure that they are keeping up and not being left behind Because other people's wages are going up by about 7.2% on average It is about making sure that minimum wage workers don't get, don't miss out in that equation
0: Prime Minister, today you stood at the podium and you canned some fundamental labour policies The merger, income insurance, policies that are tagged to your party Are you abandoning your principles, burning the furniture to save the house this election year?
1: No, absolutely not. It is about saying that, you know, when, when circumstances change, when the situation changes, the government needs to refocus its energies on the most pressing priorities. And we acknowledge that at the moment the economic going is pretty tough and that's where I think New Zealanders want to see us focused.
0: Te Piramea, Chris Hipkins, thank you for joining us.